0: I always wake up feeling terrible. I've tried many morning routines, but this doesn't change. Same issue. We already talked about this one, remember, but it was with the ejaculate. Let's just go over this again, okay? For those of you that are, are waking up in a terrible state, I'm sorry to tell you, but you have coped through suppression. You're the type of person who goes through your life during the day, right, and your coping mechanisms that you have, make it allow you to kind of distance yourself from the truth of how you feel and you've got a lot of resistance basically in you to your own personal expression to your own personal truth um, all kinds of, of resistance states and because of the level of suppression that you've got throughout your day and your acclimatization to that pressure you don't even notice it it's like you're it's like if I told you to live your life walking upstream you would no longer think about the resistance to the current until you felt what it was like out of the stream which is what sleep is Sleep is, I feel what it's like out of the stream. Then I get back into the stream, and I feel that the force of that current. It's like, oh, that's what's happening when you're waking up. So there is there is no way to make your day better. It doesn't matter what type of routine you do. There is no way to make your day better unless you until you figure out what it is you're suppressing. What am I suppressing on a daily basis? What about my life itself am I not liking every day? How am I coping? And if you don't create change there, the wake-up experience isn't going to change. You have to have something that feels better to wake up to, not just a routine that makes me feel good, right? Something to be excited to look for, too, in order to meet with a life where you're not instantaneously in the same resistance that you normally are in in your physical waking experience. However, I want you to imagine that for the sake of psychology, right? When you come into this life, you're in a state of relative cohesion. If any of you have picked up a little baby and looked deep into its eyes, you know that sense of wholeness. That's why we love babies so much, by the way, besides the fact that they pose no threat whatsoever to the majority of us. Um, There's something almost infinite in touching, sort of looking into their eyes and touching the pureness of this soul that is in a state of complete non-corruption. That state of wholeness obviously is very short-lived because in a physical incarnation you encounter trauma. Trauma is distress without resolution. It's that simple. When we encounter distress without resolution, resolve enables us to stay whole. But if there's no resolution, we have to cope, right? And the primary coping mechanism for the physical human is called fragmentation. What that is, is that we split into polarities. So as to swing the pendulum to one polarity, because that's what keeps us safe in any given moment. I'll give you an example. Let's say that in your childhood, you get left by daddy. You're four years old. And mommy has to take a full-time job. There's no way to resolve the distress there. Daddy's not coming back. Mommy doesn't have the emotional wherewithal to work me through the emotions. She can barely handle her own life at this point, Right? What has to happen in that moment, because there's no way to create that resolve, is that you have to identify with a part of you that is totally independent. This is the part of you that can climb up on the counter and get your own food. It's the part of you that can deal with being put in after-school care programs and no longer being with mom as much. It's the part that can look at someone and say, I don't need anyone. But to do that, to identify with that part within you, you have to reject, deny, and disown the opposite polarity, the part of you that's vulnerable, the part of you that really does need people, the part that would pull relationships in, the part of you that, quite frankly, would be good at relationships. You have to deny suppress and disown that aspect in order to polarize. And when a physical human does that, they deny suppress and disown into the subconscious mind. We can't have this part of us constantly influencing our life and our behavior. It's like we gotta, we got to become this and then move forward in order to move forward at all. So we could consider that process of splitting into a polarity then identifying fully with one side of that polarity as um, basically what destroys our life, even though it saved it at, us at one point. And this is the case with, with coping mechanisms. I mean, coping mechanisms, in, by definition, it's not being able to change something so you have to put up with it or deal with it in some way. So we can see how a coping mechanism, though it serves us at one point to get us past some sort of a survival point, it obviously works in reverse later on. Because if we're stuck in that coping mechanism, if we run into a life circumstance where situations have changed, we still behave as if we're in that circumstance and undermine everything in our life because of it, right? So let's say that this little girl who was in that scenario ends up later in life being in a relationship with a man. And this man really wants to be there for her. He's the one that's like, let's commit, come on. But she's operating through that polarized part of herself, which is like, I don't need people, screw it. This is a woman who's going to push that relationship away. She may completely ruin this relationship based off of that one coping mechanism that may have saved her life at four years old. So it is the undoing of the fragmentation process, the coming back into a state of cohesion or oneness, what we call integration, that is the commitment. Of our lives here on planet Earth. Now you're asking me in this question, what is going on? What's going on is that early in your life you learned that to project your actual personal truth on the surface doesn't work. So you're actually living in a state of inauthenticity. I can tell you if you were watching yourself from the outside you could see how your surface self is not mirroring and matching, it's not in coherence with the part of you that you are feeling emotionally. So you learn to not portray your emotions externally. It's literally that simple. So if you want to resolve this issue, then you've got to see that you've got that split, that you have identified actually with a part of you that believes that you have to show a certain face. And you've done it to such a degree that you've become subconscious. Like I said, when we do this process, the aspects we deny, reject, and disown, they become subconscious, the whole process does. So I may not even, let's say if I've identified with this super independent self, I may not even be aware that I'm doing that. I may actually think I'm committed, but it's obvious to everyone on the outside that I'm not committed. It's because I've suppressed and I've been rejected and disowned this other part of me. So what you've got to do is to create a kind of a cohesion between these two parts of you. The truth of self emotionally and your facade, those can actually be treated as two separate parts so parts work is what I would suggest to you if you're in that type of a scenario. Most people, I'm going to be honest with you, if you grew up in a childhood where you learned that that was the way to interact with the world, which I can guarantee you did, was to project a false facade, you're going to be a match to people who aren't in love with anything but the facade. Most of the people that you're going to surround yourself with can't actually feel into you. There are people who can't deal with the intimacy thing. So they're not going to feel into you. They're not going to hear into you. They're not going to come to understand you. They're not going to put much effort into it. So it's going to be frustrating to you why they can't tell that you're not okay. It's because they're not looking deeply into you. It's not that type of person. But when you start to um, bring these two aspects of you together and start to actually express your authentic truth, you become a match. By virtue of doing that, two people in the external reality who are seeking intimacy, who are the type of people who don't want a facade.